welcome to the Just Okay podcast, a podcast about trying. What was just okay about your week? The government shutdown. <laughs> it's just okay because um, there's a lot of work still for me to do, but I've been sort of on mandatory PTO a couple times, and I don't like having to do that acknowledging the privilege that I have to just take PTO and still get paid. Right, because whereas some people do not actually work for the government. I mean, I do work for the government. Indirectly. As directly indirect as you can get. Well, right, but you're not a you are not a government employee. Correct. You do I am not, not a federal employee. That is employee. that is yes. accurate. Um but it's just okay because I'm having to take my PTO that I like to keep up at like five <laughs> or six weeks and like it's it's, it's cutting into that and i, I mean, don't like that it's our insurance policy right no i know so. this is this is my unemployment so um that part has been not great but it's been fine to take off time in the middle of the week it's been um, just okay we had a we got to go visit kelsey this week we did that was and great get coffee and it was a nice day but uh especially during this busy time of the year i'd rather be working right anyway that was just okay what was just okay about your week I have hit the January slump of with coaching. This season is just sort of in this kind of a lull place where we only have a couple meets left before the postseason starts. The postseason's really fun and gets a little more focused as far as who's at practice and what they're doing at practice and that kind of thing. But we always have a few weeks in January that it just feels like I end up canceling at least one, maybe two a week because just seems to make the other practices more productive when we do but I always the first week back from from the break is kind of when I remember that every year and so that was this week and so practice was just okay I didn't do mindful Monday like I like to do with the kids because I just wasn't feeling it and that affected the tone I think for the rest of the week they need that they need it and I need it space with each other totally totally to make Next week, just okay, school just got canceled. Oh, well, right. I mean, I don't care. I'm just giving that you is, a head start. Right. That's meaningless to me because when I woke up to at least six inches worth of snow, I already knew that school was going to be canceled tomorrow. So there's no part of this like, oh, man. Fair like, enough. Right? I, there's no chance that there's... there was from the minute I woke up this morning, from the minute I went to bed last night, I knew there was a 0% chance that they went to school tomorrow on Monday. So I, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. fine. Right. It'll be just okay. It'll, yeah, it'll be just okay. I'm whatever about it. All right. What were your ideas this week? Ideas. So we've been having, I've been having lots of ideas, I guess, slash we've been having lots of conversations about the podcast and about what it, is and what it could be what it's going to be if it is even going to be <laughs> i wrote it's down mere existence it's mere been existence has been a question i wrote down on my notes right before we started um is this the last episode is this the last just Whoa. okay podcast um and as of whatever time it is right now on 351. january 351 on january 13th 2019 i don't know if this is or not i like i do with almost everything in my life i've tied up a little bit of 
my personal self-worth and validation in something that is out of my control, at least as like how it's received and how it's sort of interpreted and appreciated or not appreciated by other people. And that isn't good for me. I will say that, and not to make you not unique, but (laughs) I think it's very easy when there are numbers attached to anything to easily place a value on it and then feel some way or another about it, both positive and negative. And in a... I don't know if we say well-adjusted or healthy, but in an individual that has a uh, something <laughs> um, is centered, maybe the those kinds of things should come internally rather than externally. But I think it's very easy for anyone to once numbers are given to you, like it's like at school, like. I feel fine how I did on the test until I get a grade and then like right. I immediately feel some way or another about myself. Well, and I like I I feel like there have been so many things in the last well I will start over. There are so many things in life, period, for everyone that scare you or that push you or make you feel uncomfortable or whatever negative or anxious emotion and that's the sign of something that you should do and that you should work through and that you should push past and you should learn it, use it as a learning experience or a growth opportunity. I struggle, I think, with knowing what I need to be using or what I should be using as a growth opportunity and what is causing me some kind of discomfort and harm and bad feelings about myself that I could just remove and then it would be gone. I don't, I don't know. Like, should I lean into that and just say, fuck it, I don't care if there's literally zero listeners. This is something I enjoy doing and I want to do. Or do I say, this is kind of making me feel shitty sometimes, so I should just not do it and then I don't have to feel shitty about it anymore. Like, I, that's kind of, I right. don't know. We also had a discussion this week, um, sort of, not sort of, definitely prompted by your therapist about boundaries and yeah. that falls within the category of do I need to set up boundaries for myself to keep me safe from right. myself? I don't know. I want to say like it's like completely self-damaging. But like is this a place where I need to put boundaries up for myself to keep myself a little right. more protected while I work right. through things? Or is this a place where I need to lower my boundaries and let myself feel the pain in order to work on something? Right. And there's no right answer. It's just where – where you, where one is in their development and whether or not it's the time to put the wall down and let yeah. let the <laughs> external forces in to create change or if it's time to put up boundaries so that you can kind of build up and create more um, more fortifications for lack of a right. better word in order to then take on whatever whatever's there. Well, I like that you brought up boundaries because I also have a lack of boundaries as far as what I talk about on here and my life, our life, whatever, and I I like it that way. I like to just be like very honest and very open about what's going on in my life and what we're doing and this that's obviously how we talk on here. 
but it also has come to my attention that there are people who are forgetting to actually be friends with me (laughs) because they feel like they're friends with me because they listen to the podcast. So I've had two people this week be like, I feel like I talk to you all the time because I listen to the podcast, but then I realize I haven't seen you in months. And I was like, oh, well, no wonder I've been feeling so lonely lately (laughs) because all my friends just listen. Well, I shouldn't say all my friends just listen to the podcast because that's not true either. But like some of my friends listen to the podcast and then they don't reach out to me like they normally would, which one could flip that back on me and say, why are you not reaching out to those people? And that's a completely valid question and one that I don't have an answer to right now. But anyway, so there's another reason where I'm like, okay, well, I have to stop letting people know what's happening in my life so that I have friends again. (laughs) Well, I was just having a discussion, I guess we maybe, uh, with, with some friends about the idea that social media gives you some idea if you're if you're putting things out there, gives you an idea that other people are seeing and caring about your life, and you can tell through comments and likes or whatever the thing is that people are taking that in, and that that satisfies sort of this biological need for human connection. Right. However, in sitting in the room last night with those people, it was obvious that that was the preferred method, absolutely, of being with, seen, witnessed with you know, being with the people, the same thing that you get from social media and whatever, the way that we do things now is a, in my opinion, poor substitute mm-hmm. for looking someone in the eyes yeah. and feeling, feeling who they are. Right. And I don't know that like just all these kind of things and questions have been coming up as we sort of think about the podcast and what it is and what it should be and even the direction to take it and everything else. Right. Because we know this, I like from the people that we've had conversations with about this, like sort of thing, like what direction we could take it or if we wanted to change it or whatever, like the very clear answer from essentially all sides is in one form or another to make it an ex Mormon podcast. And that. We can be like, be like uh, David Bazan when he was in Pedro. Like, we are Christians in a band, not a Christian band. Like, we're ex Mormons in a podcast, not an ex Mormon podcast. Right, right. Which is what we are now. Well, at the beginning, we definitely said all the time, like, we swear this is not a podcast about Mormonism, and we have kind of tried to do that. But as we've tried to do that, it's actually been, it has been inauthentic to do that. Like I, I definitely know that there have been times where I would have told some story that would have illustrated my point or would have added more, perhaps would have gone on a rant or two like that were applicable to whatever the topic was for that day that I held back on because I don't, I was specifically trying not to have a, an ex Mormon podcast. That's interesting because I don't feel like, I feel like we mention it all the time and oh, I, I mean, don't, right. But I, I'm, let's talk about my daily life and how often it comes up. And if we're totally honest, it comes up, all the fucking time. Right, right. And I, and I and to be fair, I feel okay because of the place that I'm at is not the same place that you're at. Right. And so I bring it up in an authentic way. It just, I'm comfortable with that. Right. And it, we are not at the same place. No, in our we're not. And that is why we could make it an ex-Mormon, you could make it an ex-Mormon podcast and I shouldn't make it an ex-Mormon <laughs> podcast because I'm still too angry and that's not a good I know that th- this is this is not a, an area with which I don't know which choice to make. I know which choice to make and the choice is to not 
lean into being any more angry than I am on a I will, usual, I will say that natural basis. I think it's a little bit I don't think you should say you you are too angry. You are angry and that's where you're at and that's okay. Whether or not other people need to partake of that or a podcast needs to be done about it. Yeah, I don't need can... to encu- I don't need to encourage times that I that I would only answer with anger. Does that make sense, I guess? Like I am angry and I'm mostly comfortable with my anger. I know where it comes from and I'm working with it on my own and with the help of a licensed (laughs) mental health professional. But I don't like, for instance, like sitting down and being like, okay, we're talking about X, Y, and Z. Like for me, I really believe that the only option is anger. Like I can't put a positive spin on it. And so it's just encouraging the anger in what I don't think is a productive way for me. So, so a topic we've considered, but yeah, has been even have a name. Right, has like, been found lacking. If anybody wants to start an ex Mormon podcast yeah, and know. you want a name, we've got we a good have name. the best name, and you could use it and give us one percent of anything <laughs> you ever make. <laughs> It's um, a, I it's, think it's a pretty good name. It's so good. I think it's pretty I think good if because Shelley I came could, up with it. I think if Shelly could rename hers. No, hers is perfect. Yes. Again, Latter, another... Latter-day sh- Lesbian. Yeah, another shout-out for Latter-day Lesbian. There couldn't lesbian. be a better name. There couldn't podcast. be a better name. And it's just... Yeah. If you're, again, if you're looking for ex-Mormon content or any content... If you're looking for good stories. Mary and Shelly are your gals. Yeah. So... Yeah, what have your ideas been this week? <laughs> so boundaries was one of them that I wrote yeah. down just as a, a general thing that we've been talking about and as a future topic for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, my therapist specifically asked me. She said, oh, have you guys talked about boundaries on the podcast? And I was like, no. Was she not listening? I'm, I know. No, she's only, In fact, it's funny because I was talking to her about this a little bit and I said something about like not wanting to talk about Mormonism or not trying to be angry or something like that. And she was like... Oh, well, because, I mean, I guess I've only listened to the Why We Left episode. I was like, yeah, they don't all sound like that. (laughs) I promise they don't. Um, Or I'm sorry they don't, depending on if you really liked it. Um, But I loved that she gave a suggestion for a podcast topic. I was like, Boundaries is a good one. My other idea, or something I've been working on, I mentioned it briefly last week, is the Big Bod Life Manifesto. Oh, yeah. Started with just six bullet items. It's grown to 10, I think, with the help of the... What the help? I mean, really, the guiding direction. We'll just call her Boatly. I just... Maybe Big Bod Life President? She is. This is President and CEO for sure. Yeah, I mean, and Board of Directors. She's in charge of Big Bod Life. So I put together an initial draft, and it got approved, and then some addendums were made. Uh, we're very official and business-like, so that's how the process Yeah, the works. board is filling up quickly. It's not even going to have room for well, the other scribblings at We've some briefly point. talked about turning it into a book, maybe a feature film. Feature film? Yeah. I missed that conversation. I haven't really discussed it. Oh, sorry. I wasn't in that when board of directors. When I say we, I mean me and um, the Yeedy life. The, so Yeah. But anyway, so... Those all my brain power is kind of put towards that this week. That's, I've been taking it easy cause. on thinking lately. Hey, that's good. I think, that's nice. I think the meditation has really been helpful to kind of just quiet I'm me sure. down a little bit. I'm sure. And make me a little more chill. That's what it's supposed to do, right? I believe so. Sure. I mean, if you listen, so 
we've used all the meditation apps that you could possibly use. All of them. And I think that I've even said on here that Oak has been my favorite. It's very simple, very easy to use. It's got some breathing exercises as well, a loving kindness meditation. Yep. It's kind of all there. It's very simple. Um, and it will track how long. And anyway, I really like it. But Thank then you. Sam Harris came out with his app, waking the Waking Up app. And from I've used a bunch of like sort of what is the uh, not uh, not calm, but the other one that we use for a while. I think I even paid for it for a while. It's orange uh, in color. Mm-mm, I don't know. Anyway, as far as a guided meditation and a um, increasingly, I don't say more difficult, but like showing you different methods and explaining the reasons behind it, the Waking Up app has been phenomenal. And like I'm excited, not not that I don't like meditating, but I'm excited to use it every day because he gives different new ideas and play and play. And now that like I don't know, I'm on day twenty, nineteen, something. Um, he's giving ideas on how to integrate it into normal life, and that has been I think oh. even more helpful to me. That he's he's giving these encouragement, and I can see in a stressful situation where I can breathe and feel my meditation breath yeah. the, the same way, and it immediately like puts oh, me interesting, in, a, I, in a different place. Listening to Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock, she talks about that just with the pause. She mm-hmm. talks about the pause all the time, but she talks about the meditation breath like as the pause. Right, so um, that's how I've been experiencing it is like yeah. I take a breath, which I think I do naturally. Nose. I was going to say, right. which I think I do naturally, I, But actually. then I am associating the right. attention to the breath with the way that I do it when I meditate. That's awesome. And it's it's because I know I, – it, it. here's the deal. It's probably I've been doing it long enough that it's actually doing something. Right. Rather than just like taking a – like, oh, pause and take a breath. Okay, what does that mean? But when I know what that means because I've been doing it so regularly, I immediately can enter that space that puts me at ease that I've experienced enough now that that's awesome. Anyway. So shout out for that app. I think you have about two more weeks before the prices go up. Yep. And I think it's free for the month of January. Maybe I believe at so. least the first free or the first five meditations are free. And if you're looking for something or interested in learning about meditation or mindfulness, that app is the one you should use. Yeah. Um, Does Richie pay for it too? I don't know. Does he use it? Richie? Yeah. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about the topic? Yeah. Okay. The topic this week is... I wrote down the pronunciation so that I could say it correctly. Raison d'etre. All right. What is that? It's a French term. So the only reason I'm using the French term for this (laughs) is because in my research on... And I'll... I'll walk the path in just a second. But in my research on what I wanted to learn about, like this path, this is what it was called. And I I thought it was a little bit odd that it was an English Wikipedia entry that there's like, also it's the raison d'etre, like this thing, the reason, like the reason for living. So the raison d'etre that they were giving was specific for Socrates. And so I'll back up. I definitely get a need. Like, I even know what you're talking about, and I'm lost. So. So, we were talking about, and we have been talking about, and we always talk about, 
thinking and examining life and what all of that is about. And I... We do? We don't talk about that. <laughs> what are you... What? Um, I don't remember when I first heard the quote, but Socrates is recorded as having said, the unex- unexamined life is not worth living. And I have known that since high school. Really? Yeah, and I don't... I don't know why or how I heard that, but I think, you know, for, for fellow like analyzers and thinkers, we're like, <laughs> we're totally pumped about that quote. We're like, yeah, right. yeah. Socrates said, he said, <laughs> you don't examine your life. It's not worth living. And I think that that, there's a little more to be said about that. It's not just like overanalyzing everything. I don't think that's the intention. But anyway, as I was researching that quote, I found out some more things about Socrates that the oracle at Delphi, I don't, I won't get all this correct, but the direction from the oracle was know thyself to Socrates. And that was his raison d'etre, was to know himself. Gotcha. And that's where his commitment to the unexamined, unexamined life is not worth living. In fact, I think that's what he said at his trial before he agreed to be put to death rather than being put in exile, which I didn't exactly understand. But apparently, if he were put in exile, and maybe he would have been solitary confinement, and his method is to talk to other people. That's the Socratic method. So maybe he would be unable to examine life if he were in exile. Oh, okay. It's interesting to think that, like, I don't know. Anyway, like he's like, no, I'm not going to some other place. I'll just rather die. I'm guessing with solitary confinement. Right. That would be the only thing that would I mean, make sense. Although, or maybe he just had his group of people that, like, they were I in I don't it. know. Exile, to me, seems like that's pretty clear that it's solitary confinement, so. Well, but maybe exile is just, like, you can't come back to this place. That's how I would think. Like, you're oh, exiled. Oh, right, you're right, gone. right. Oh, uh, sure, sure. But maybe he had, like, developed this group of people. This is my lack of knowledge of Socrates. Right. And the entire thing showing. But maybe he had developed such a group of people or the thi- like, he was doing the work in a certain way that if he could not do that work in that way, he wasn't interested in living anymore. Sure. I should do some more research on that. If you want to, you can. I've got a lot of things to research, so I don't know. We'll see. But Socrates seems important, (laughs) especially considering this this, um, line of thought, because after I read all that, I posed to you the question, if you were to examine life, what would be... The preferred well, method. You already examine life. I do. What would be your preferred method? And we and we, we haven't actually got into this yet. but That's what the podcast is for. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> right. The Is there a... So what would be your preferred method? What is your preferred method? And then is there a way to make it more formal? And I don't mean to say more formal, but a way to make it more structured so that... It is actually examining life. It's a study. It's taken seriously. It's given space. It is honored. It is reverent. Sure. All these things, like it, rather than just being a form of entertainment. Because I think for people like us, examining life, I put that in air quotes, yeah. can just be talking about other people. And I th- think sometimes, I don't know, there's a justification there that just talking about other people is examining life. And it can and it can't be, but I just think it's a fine line for where there is entertainment, where sometimes talking about other people can just be to help yourself feel better about yourself. And I'm not judging those things. Sometimes those are okay and good, but in an effort for a reason for living, right. is there a specific method? And then 
how would one sort of formalize it? I'll just say it formalize. It's not really what I mean, but I think you get it. Like, just take it more seriously. Yeah. Because we don't take things serious enough. <laughs> but even in that... But we don't. And we've talked about this. Right. How we, because this is our natural way to just talk seriously about all the things all the time, that that actually lessens their value and it lessens their importance. And so both of us have made a concerted effort in the last few months to say, we need to talk about X, Y, or Z but, like, we need to actually, like, set aside a time to talk about it, not just sort of interweave it into our regular conversation. Or we've also gotten better about saying, like I said to you this morning, we got on some topic. I don't remember now what it was. And I said to you, I will continue to talk about this. I need to not talk about this anymore. We have to talk, like, we have to shift subjects because I knew that I would just keep going. Right. And I knew where that was going to lead me, and I didn't want to go there. And so... And we did stop, and... And we did it stop, didn't and go there. it didn't go there, and it, the, it's been fine. Right. So, yeah, it is, like, it formalizing things and sort of setting structure and boundaries, boundaries. to things. Boundaries. So, we had... Well, what I had said is maybe we should have a book club to talk about serious things. So, just, like, to create a space right. and... A time for taking things seriously. Not really necessarily associated with a book, although that's fine too, but <laughs> so that we could have a time and place for things. Yeah. We don't read stuff together very often. Enneagram was the only thing that we really have done. Which is kind of what our podcast is sometimes, is a time to talk yeah. about a topic. But yeah, yeah. not all of that can be broadcasted specifically when we're talking Ugh, about. I know. When we just oh, do a couple, things. when we just do a, a amateur couples counseling podcast, though, it can. <laughs> right. We'll like change our voices like, <laughs> and be like, oh, uh, we, we are now taking clients as amateur therapists oh, and man. here's a session that we recorded. This is a tangent, but I'm going to share it really fast. I went upstairs last night and turned on Netflix and they have that annoying feature where like whatever they're showing, like just starts playing. So there's a new show called sex education and Jillian, is it Jillian Jacobs or Gillian Jacobs? Yes. The woman from X-Files. Right. Anyway, we all know she, right. She is in a show where she plays a sex therapist, but the show is about her teenage son and he, and his friend, like, they start at a new high school or something like that. This was just the trailer for it. But he becomes, like, the sex therapist at um, school. At school. <laughs> and it was, like, it was really funny. And I actually put it on my list because I was like, we should watch this together. It seems like a show that we would enjoy. It looked really funny and good. Um, so that was my little tangent about amateur therapists. <laughs> <laughs> um, so give me your list of – so you asked me what would the preferred method be to examine life. And I said, like, I almost 100% of the time, my answer to you is, give me an example. <laughs> so the, the things that I wrote down were to examine life psychologically, sociologically, philosophically, sexually, and creatively. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a million more options of ways to explore sure. life. But those were the things... I guess scientifically would be a good one to add. Yeah, that seems like a basic. I'm going to add it right now. How do you decide which of your four pens to pick up and use as you write? So I have four <laughs> pens at all times. I have a black and blue for my like normal writing mm-hmm. journal. Um, and then I alternate every day. One blue, one black, 
like one day blue, one day black, just to kind of break up um, the writing that I do. Okay, so that's what it is. You're just breaking up the writing in that book. Yeah, though I went back to this previous entry and I was going to write with a blue, but today's a black day, so I'll actually oh. go back to the previous entry and write with a black and date it. Oh, you alternate based on day. That's what I said. Oh, sorry. One day is blue, one sorry, day is black. Didn't. Oh, and wow. then if I go back in something, I'll note it in whatever color of the current day and then kind of just make sure oh. that I can see it. People are weird, right? <laughs> people, yeah. People. Well, yeah. Because, like, that's super weird. But it's not like you're the only person that does some, like, weird thing like that. People are weird. Maybe. I think people are weird. Okay. My preferred method is socially. Not sociologically. No. Socially. Okay. With the caveat that I have not experienced, I do not believe that I have experienced any structured or formal examination of life in the other ways. <laughs> so maybe I would like something else better. But for my personality and for the way that I am, I believe socially is the way that I like to examine I think life. you've explored sociologically and psychologically and philosophically as you read books and talk yes. to people about some of those concepts, especially when you're talking to a therapist. Like you're definitely exploring life in a, sure. a formal psychological way i'll kind say kind of anytime i'm talking to another human it all seems social to me i mean that definitely is part of it but if the concepts being discussed are in a on one path or another i think you can call it that other path right i think socially would just be talking about other people's lives to themselves i think that's how you ex you one would explore socially oh man yeah that i could do that literally all day every day Okay, so socially is your preferred method. I, I believe it's my preferred method. And how could you make that more reverent? Oh. Maybe that's not the right word. No, but I like that. Okay. Like, I like you calling it that. Okay, I will. Because this is an ex-Mormon podcast, I'll continue with the word reverent. Because <laughs> that's what was bothering you about it? Yes, because it's, it's a word that was right. used as a Mormon that means to sit your ass down, shut the fuck up. <laughs> And like, I am, I am. Are you triggered? I don't want to say triggered because I feel and like I it's taking it And I apologize for lightly. giggling while I said the word triggered because I have recently realized that I actually have them. Right. I don't want to say triggered because I feel like that's taking people who are triggered a little exactly. too lightly. Right. That's why I apologize for giggling. But yes, it bothers me. But I, I can, I am okay. In fact, I... Um, I'm excited about opportunities that I get to use words, yeah, 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 words yeah. that had a meaning meaning before that I can give a new meaning to. Their so, correct meaning. You want to know a funny reason why I think the word reverent doesn't bother me? Why? Because I because you were ne never reverent. Because I was never reverent, so I don't <laughs> care. Like now, I feel like I understand what it means to be reverent, and in a situation that would require reverence, I can as a 33-year-old functioning human adult woman could, like, do those things that, like, I could never do before. Um, oh, man, if this was an ex-Mormon podcast, I would tell the greatest story right now, but I won't. Anyway, I – yeah, so I didn't – I don't have an – I mean, I definitely – you can't say the word reverent to me and have me not think about church. I for sure do, but, like, it just doesn't have the same, like, so annoying – how would you examine life socially in a more reverent, reverent manner? Way. Such a great question. And reverent in the sense of revering. Well, I don't know. Let me think about that as you answer what your preferred method is. 
So the problem for me is that I like all the methods. Yeah. And I am excited about all the methods. And so I never focus on anything. Because if, well, as an Enneagram 9, however someone else wants to explore life, that's also how I want to explore life. Right. And examine life. Oh, is that why you just talk to me endlessly? Yeah, because if you want to talk socially... If you want to examine socially, I'm into that. If you want to talk about a philosophical concept, well, I know it is not always your thing, but sometimes we get there. Yeah. I'm super into that. So I really like philosophical. To be honest, that's probably like my favorite, but I am- That's why we watch The Good Place. Shout out to The Good Place, dude. That show. Teaching you some philosophy. Teaching philosophy. It's so good. I, yeah. And like if someone wants to talk about scientific concepts or sociological, I mean, really anything. Like I'm, I'm interested in all of it. Some of that is because I'd rather- like, I don't know what I like all the time, and so it's easier to take someone else's preference and go with that. But, yeah, probably philosophical for me. Interesting. I think I, I, think I thought of a, a way that I could add some reverence to my examination, and that is that I, to bring up boundaries again, I don't really have many boundaries <laughs> around what I'll talk about. I guess I sh- should clarify that. And I make the assumption, or at least I go into a situation with other people hoping that they will be the same way as me. And I don't really have the correct level of respect or reverence for other people's boundaries and the way that they feel comfortable being in conversation. I just sort of bulldoze and assume that people are going to talk about anything so do you think that people don't feel that way right so do you think that if you were to respect those things they how could how would that help the social examination like do you think that they'd open up more or they'd be able to get into what they want to talk about and so you'd be able to see where they're coming from rather than putting your imprint both of those things and i think i also yeah i would not be like i tend to I tend to bulldoze through people's boundaries and also just project my own view or my own lack of boundaries onto people instead of sort of accepting them where they are. And I, it all like, I'm stopping myself a little bit from like branching out into how this has been a large thread through all my relationships with people and and some breaking down and some disconnections with people because I just I don't take people at what they say I want them to feel the way that I feel or I want them to think about a certain thing or have a certain level of honesty that I have and that I like so you're sort of projecting and then hoping for a reflection right and it's not there like that just people are different and people have different things that they're comfortable examining themselves too like that's the other thing is like when I say there's no topic I won't talk about like it's true and and to a detriment to myself like I said like sometimes we'll be talking about something and I'm just now learning that I have to say we can't talk about this or I have to stop talking about this because I'm literally going to spiral myself into depression if we keep talking about it but I up till this point have not been able to stop myself well i mean up until like the last i'd say last month maybe a little more since we've started to understand what it is and what it does i think that you've definitely started to 
be able to pause and hold back and create space. So maybe even the reverence is being like, I need to give myself, like I, I almost need to have reverence for my own depression. Sure. That it's a real thing. And I have realized that it's a real thing. And because I like to, to talk about things socially, because I like to examine socially, that also opens up the possibility for difficult albeit meaningful and I think very important conversations, but they can also be difficult and they can also sometimes leave me in a, in a lessened state. Like a vulnerability hangover? Uh, a little bit, although I don't know that I've ever had one of those. Eh, I, I feel like you have. I have. I'm sure I have. I take that back. I just can't think of one, but right. I'm sure that I have. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's how I would would try to add reverence to that examination. So my, like, the new boundaries that I've put up for myself and also the already existing boundaries that other people have that I can't just, like, jump in. Like, for instance, like, there were people in our house last night that if I hadn't made some of the progress that I have made, I would have just, like, jumped in to certain conversations that are not, wouldn't have been appropriate. And it wouldn't have left anybody feeling better about the other people and I know better now and so I I won't do that I won't damage a situation for the sake of having for the sake of hoping for the, to have a reflection yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. your your right. self-reflected back right to you. right yeah but you I mean and and I think respecting that you might find that you will have those things reflected back to you maybe it won't look exactly the same because it will have someone else's view on it but it will feel more, um, I don't know, it'll feel, it'll feel more real, I Maybe. guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely, it prompts me to listen more, which is not something that I've always done a very good job at. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know more, have anything else to say other than that, I don't think. For me, it's very easy to be more reverent about the examination just because I am like I whore myself out on topics <laughs> that I'm like just being more focused and monogamous with a particular topic I think would be oh right holding and reverence for that thing I like and, that yeah and that's like that's been my theme for the last seven eight months is wanting to focus on one singular thing to give it the importance that it deserves right i mean that was one of your ideas back in the summer when we started this one of your ideas was that you were going to write on one topic and read on one topic yeah i haven't been so great at that Mm -hmm. but like a little more focused i think and part of that is because i've started a kind of a book club with friends that has made it like I've, i've taken those books on too and i'm not the quickest reader so I can't focus on a lot of different <laughs> things at once, or I can't finish a lot of things at once. So anyway, that's how I think I would do it. Do you want to take some homework away from this today on anything, not just the topic we talked about? I don't know. Did you have something in mind? I did not. I don't know. No, I think I've got my my plate is pretty full with the pausing and uh, what is it? Doesn't Hillary have a name? For, well, I guess somebody somewhere probably has a name for when you stop and, like, do a self-assessment on where you're, if you're 
starting to feel a certain way, stopping and feeling, figuring out where you're feeling that in your body and what is like actually happening. I think I'm sure they do. I think the pause is probably the best. Yeah. That's the, been an, whatever you want to fill that right. pause with is up to. That's been an encouragement of my therapist is to literally physically pause and think about where I'm feeling the tension in my body or not. I, I don't want to say tension for me. It usually presents as tension, but it could feel, it could be anything, but what it, whatever it is that I'm, when certain thoughts arise, what I'm actually feeling in my body. And that has been interesting. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's, that's embodiment, which is yeah. an interesting thing to learn about and start to actually recognize she, in real life. She asked me at one point and I like reflexively like reached up and grabbed my like shoulders and my neck. And she, of course, like immediately called it out and I had did not notice that I was doing it. And I wondered to myself, didn't wonder out loud, but I wondered to myself, I wonder how many times a day I do that. <laughs> so that was interesting. All right. We won't take any homework today. Yeah. And I think I got enough. We may or may not be back next week. Yeah, Thanks to. for listening. Thank you.